Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is January 10th, 2011, and I'm going to be calling Jake to see if he's sleeping. Is he dreaming? And if he's dreaming, is he dreaming of me? Let's listen, shall we? Hello, sir. Hello. Are you sleeping? No. Were you checking to see if I was sleeping and or dreaming? Yeah, and if you were, I would want you to know that the morning bells are ringing. The morning bells are ringing, ding, ding, dong. Oh, I don't, I don't know what that's about. The English version of Frere Jaca? Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I suppose I should uh, also have been seeing if you were Brother John as well. Right. Or if I was a Hickory Dickory Doc. I have not gotten my Hickory Dickory Doctorate yet. You can always just drink a Hickory Dickory at the dock. Oh, yeah. But you're in San Francisco, so there, there are docks around. There are docks, and there are those crazy cranes that were not, uh, but should have been the inspiration for AT-ATs. Right. What have you been up to, Mr. Skelly? Are there, are there piles of human feces? Uh, I have not seen very many that I knew were human feces. I've seen a lot of feces, but I think a lot of it was from dogs. Hmm. Some of it looked like it was from cats, which was confusing. Yeah, cats tend to bury... Or at yeah. least, you know, other people's cats tend to bury. Right. Uh, and, and cats also don't tend to just shit on the sidewalk, right? Right. Well, maybe they're like crazy hobo cats. You know, normally oh, it could be. normally people don't shit on the sidewalk either. Right. Maybe they can't afford a litter box. That's what I'm saying. Maybe one of them has an incredible, like, announcer meow and soon will get picked up and, and given a job. And for as long as everybody cares about it, that'll be solved. Uh, I don't get what your I don't get your joke. Oh, there there was a a dude going around YouTube, who was a, a homeless guy with a, just like perfect radio announcer voice. Huh. And so they, uh, you know, somebody put it on YouTube, and then local news picked up on it, and the the news stories about it tended towards the like. And he just got to do the morning announcements for MSNBC, so clearly he's going to be all right forever. Thank you. Yeah, because, you know, give a man a fish, send him on his way. Exactly. I, I, I guess those people haven't seen that Keyboard Cat is now shooting up heroin and giving blowjobs for smack, so... Yeah, they're terrible blowjobs. So more often than not, what he gets is smacked. Right. Rather than the money that it takes to buy a smack. To be fair, what I was offering him was terrible smack. So. <clears throat> oh, okay. Um. So yeah, yeah. How have you been? What Anything been exciting happened in the in the two weeks since we last did one of these? No, no. We we had a good show last week with vaginal blood fart. We uh we didn't start any controversy. I think in the last half hour we did the opposite of controversy. Oh yeah. We just bored the shit out of people by talking about parenting strategies. Hmm. It sucks. There, there was there was a dude kind of trolling us in chat about uh, yeah. marriage and having kids and, and raising them and whatnot. Was he saying that marriage was a terrible idea and the way that you should raise kids is by just throwing them to the wall and when they stick, it's time to kick them out? No, but that, you know, sure. I think he's confusing kids with spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Which one of the one? Which one do you cover with marinara sauce? That's kids, right? Either. Okay. 
I find that if you cover kids with marinara sauce, it's hard to tell when they, like, skin their knees and stuff, yeah. which, you know, makes it fine, because then you just don't have to really worry about it. And if they're Spanish kids, they keep going, yo no soy marinera, yo no soy marinera, soy capitan, mm-hmm. which is pretty funny. <clears throat> uh, did you guys, do you guys agree 100% on your parenting strategies? Fairly. Yeah, I, I don't want to rehash... I think his parenting strategies, based on my uh, limited experience hanging out with the kids that he's parenting, uh, involves uh, uh, putting them in a cape. Yeah. He, he seems to do that well. Yeah, we were arguing about, uh, like, is there any point in doing Santa Claus, and are you doing your kids a disservice by doing the Santa Claus thing? Huh. So that was interesting. What was, what was your position? Well, like, his take on it was, this is the only time when my kid asks me a question that I just flat out lie to him. Mm-hmm. And my take on it was, it's not that serious. Like, my experience was, at some point I figured out that it was just this game that we all kind of played, and at that point, like, you kind of jokingly pretend to believe in Santa, and they kind of jokingly pretend Santa's still going, and, I don't know, it just always struck me as kind of a harmless, fun thing to do. Yeah. I, uh... I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I have a hard time lying, so I imagine that will kick in for me someday. But uh, and I, I would imagine that his kid or your hypothetical child wouldn't be any worse off if you just said Santa Claus is a kind of game that we play where you we pretend that there's this guy who brings presents and it's just fun. When the kid's like three, I seriously doubt that that would have any lasting trauma. Yeah, I mean, my parents definitely told me that there was a Santa Claus, and I don't remember any moment of, like, betrayal. Right. You know, there there are certainly the, like, you know, realizing that your father is fallible moment, which is far more critical than a realizing that your father lied to you about the tooth fairy or <laughs> whatever. You know, I mean, that, like, yeah. You stirred up some shit on Facebook today, I saw. Yeah, wow. Thankfully, not in my official capacity. <laughs> so you got upset because people were saying oh man my life is so complicated I'm going to get rid of all my Facebook friends uh, no it was uh, I'm going to pare down my list of Facebook friends with the uh, the tacit assumption that I'm going to decide who's worthy of my attention or not so you should probably lavish some affection on me or I'll, I'll end up having to cut you and, you know, I did the same thing that I do whenever one of my friends posts bullshit like that, which is to say, I think that's kind of bullshit, and here's why. And the other two people that I've said that to who aren't drama queens have said, you know what, you're kind of right. That wasn't exactly what I meant, but I can see that that's how it came across, and no, I'm not just going to randomly delete people from my Facebook thing, or if I do, I won't tell them. Like, thank you. It's one of those things, like, you know, tell, like... Hey, crazy person, why don't you just stop being crazy? <laughs> right? Like, is somebody who engages in that kind of attention-seeking behavior, do they, do they realize that they're doing it? Because people are, people are capable of some really, you know, massive feats of self-deception, right? So, like, people who engage in obviously self-destructive behavior, you can say to them, Hey, you know, maybe don't, uh, don't date this guy who's exactly like the last guy that you hated. And... They always seem to believe that this time is actually different, right? Right. Even though it's just pretty obvious that it's not to anyone on the outside. And I wonder if 
certain people are prone to attention-seeking behavior not because they want attention consciously, but because they don't realize that everything that they do is in service of a subconscious desire for attention. Well, I, I, I guess so, because in the same way that I'm always just baffled that people take things that I say the wrong way and then think I'm this kind of angry asshole all the time. She seemed baffled that I was, that she would have been perceived as seeking attention, and actually said that I was the one who was trying to seek attention and stir up drama mm-hmm. by pointing that out. <clears throat> well, you know, okay. I, I had a lot of people on my side. In that you did, which made you discussion. probably feel really good about yourself. Yeah, I was like, dude, clearly, and a lot you of those people, me. a lot of those people weren't KOL players. So you won the you won the internet today. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I tend to take the, the like, you know, what have I posted two things since I made a Facebook account? Like, I tend to think, oh, I should post this on Facebook. And then I think about it for a minute, and I'm like, wait, no, I shouldn't. <laughs> if I think of, you know, if I think of a funny thing to say to somebody, I will reply with a funny joke. About a blowjob. Sure. Or a hand job. Only when I'm, only when I know your mom is gonna see it. Exactly. But see, the thing is, that experience has made me probably never want to post anything, like unless I think of something that is both funny and I would be comfortable saying it in front of your mom. I will probably never post another reply to something that you post on Facebook. Right. Which, eh, whatever. Yeah. I also got we, in trouble with my mom today because I forgot that she was listening, and said something about a present that she had got Ollie that we returned and then had a discussion about returning it and kind of accidentally reopened that wound. So even I am not capable of keeping Facebook posts appropriate for my mom. Yeah. Well, you know, you can do what I do and just uh, have a mom that isn't on Facebook. Yeah. It's obviously the, the right thing to do. As far as the whole, like, Facebook friend thing goes, it's always people saying, I, I need to simplify my life. I've got too much going on now. So I'm just going to delete a whole bunch of people from Facebook. And then it gets... You know, it, it can either just be that, or then maybe you add, message me if you want to stay in touch, or, you know, I'm only keeping you, 50 people. So when we had... When we were having our, our shouting match about the sort of official Facebook presence, you you seem to take this, this tack all the time. That, like... <sighs> Why are you bothering to delete a hundred Facebook friends? That doesn't mean anything, right? Your your sense is that nothing on Facebook is actually meaningful, no. and I don't think that everyone feels that way. It's certainly not obviously that way. I get what you mean that like being friends with somebody on Facebook really doesn't mean anything. But to me, I, whenever I get a friend request, it's like. I really have to think about whether I want to accept it or not, and maybe that's just because I'm crazy, right? Well, no, I'm saying, like, in the context of my life is too complicated and I need to simplify it, deleting friends from Facebook or not deleting them strikes me as not a way to deal with that problem. It's, it's If you find that you're spending too much time on Facebook, you spend less time on Facebook. If you if you really are just have too much in your newsfeed and you don't want to silence people, the like turn off their updates, then you just delete them. 
But then you don't go out and say, I'm going to delete people, and then delete them, and go, I have deleted people. It's just sure. kind it, 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 That, to me, is just classic seeking of sure. validation. Announcing, and, and announcing it is, at best, useless, and, at worst, kind of nasty, right? I guess. But I, but I can definitely understand wanting to do it. Because that, that, kind of, that kind of housekeeping scratches an itch that can improve the quality of your life, I think. Huh. Right? Like, clearing out, you know, get, get, like, I went on this project of just, like, getting rid of all the, you know, thousands of messages that were in my email inbox, and, like, I just feel better. I feel less stressed out when I check my email, seeing just a screen full of things that I have to deal with, and then when I deal with them, they go away. Right? And, you know, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything that those messages are archived instead of still in my inbox. But, like, it means something in terms of the way that it makes me feel. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I, I, I get why somebody... Like, I don't want to just be Facebook friends with everyone that it makes even a little bit of sense for me to be Facebook friends with. Because, to me, it does kind of mean something, even though, you know, I guess it shouldn't. Yeah, or it doesn't. I had to... The way that I organized them was just to take everybody and put them in lists. So, like, friends in real life are on one, people who play KOL are in one list, families in one list. So then you can do the thing where you filter the feed, especially on the iOS apps, and that makes it so all you... Yeah, you don't have to delete anybody, you can just look at them. But, you know, if, if you want to delete people, go ahead. It's the, the announcement thing that always gets under my skin, because no matter what, it reads as... Remind me why you deserve to be my friend. Right. It's like, screw that. No, no, I mean, you you are under constant pressure to remind me why you should still be my friend, you know? I got I got a limited amount of time, and, and like, a lot of people don't want to be my friend. Like, what makes you so special? I would but. say that I'm under constant pressure to remind you why I should be your employee. <laughs> <laughs> More than friend. Yeah. You know you, I should you, be your uh, friend because you I'm rocked. the one who knows where you buried that little girl. You rocked you rocked forty sentences of work in record time. That's right. Yeah. That's it's a, probably more than forty sentences. It was forty individual messages. I'm hoping that we can roll that thing out tonight so that people can see that. I think I got all the kinks worked out of it today. Cool. Were there any other like new wave bands hiding in there? Uh no, no. Were there Are any the kinks in a new wave band? Oh, maybe. Were, were there any clashes that you had to deal with? No. Uh, there were a few flocks of seagulls in the... Mm. Uh, I don't know what... Uh, in, the, in the... I'm trying to think of some sort of computer analogy where if, in the post there was a flock of seagulls <laughs> sitting on top of one of the posts. Right. You know, uh, uh, and I would believe that. That that was a thing. You could probably make me believe that because I know nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> see, I've just been, uh, I've just been kind of farting around in San Francisco. The pretentious artist and his wife were in town for the weekend, and so we, we were out and about quite a bit in the boot. Um, didn't do anything super interesting. Went to some restaurants and some bars. Yeah, I've been trying to keep up with your, uh, both of your projects. I really oh, like yeah. the postcard stuff. It's like the index card stuff. It's like strangely evocative they are. Yeah, sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. Which is cool. I mean, I like 
I, I, I have to I have to make myself believe I, like I what I can't get caught in this trap where everything I do has to be as good as the best thing I've done. Well, you just got really really quiet. I did. You should stop I, being really am quiet. I, am I still really quiet? Yeah. I can turn you way up, but then you'll blow the doors off. Yeah, I don't know. I, now I'm hearing an echo of myself. If that helps. Yeah. I don't know if that's an issue with Skype, or, uh, I don't think anything has changed here. My my little mixing board deal still says that I'm, uh, at, a, at the normal volume and the knobs are all where they're supposed to be. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. Alright, so, sorry, continue with the... Oh, no, no, I just, I, like, I just gotta be careful to not get myself to where this project is, like, a huge amount of pressure to produce something really good. Yeah. You know? I gotta be willing to do something like the first post, because the one, the one that was just this crappy pencil drawing of ham is the one that's everyone's favorite. Right. <clears throat> so, and it's all because of the copyright 2010 ham. I think I could have done nothing except that. It still would have been everybody's favorite. Uh, this beer thing is feeling kind of wanky. I feel like it's just an excuse for me to drink a lot of beer. Is it not? <laughs> and is, no, no, is that a, a problem? It's an excuse <laughs> for me to try a bunch of new beers. Right. Um, you know. Uh, now having a, a, a St. Peter's uh, sorghum beer. Huh. Which I don't exactly... Sorghum is is spelled in two different ways on a single label. And I don't know if it's beer made out of sorghum and the beer is called sorgham beer. Huh. Um, or sorghum beer. Beer made from sorghum. How do you spell sorghum? I think it's with a U. I've always seen a U-M, yeah. We actually have a buddy here who's starting a brewery, has got some, like, actual investors and is making an, an actual thing to make uh, gluten-free beer out of sorghum. Huh. I don't know if that's what this is about. This this seems like an old thing, but I don't know. It's in a cool flasky bottle. It would say gluten-free on it because that's a, a big deal now that everybody has celiac. Uh, yeah. Is that really a thing? Yes. Is it is it really a thing? Yeah, it's definitely a disease that you can diagnose and see symptoms of on a mm. physical level. Huh. It's not like okay. a like a peanut allergy. That or, well, peanut allergies turned out to be pretty real too. What is something that you don't think of as a thing? Well, migraines, but that's just because you've never had one. TMJ. Yeah. Um. Remind well, me when, when we're in Florida to just click my jaw at you until you stop thinking that TMJ doesn't exist? Uh-huh. Irritable bowel syndrome. Chronic fatigue syndrome. Hmm. Uh, being a hypochondriac syndrome. Yeah, being a hypochondriac syndrome is kind of hard to diagnose. Yeah. It is stunningly easy to self-diagnose. It is. <clears throat> like uh, Samuel Taylor Coleridge. His uh, his epitaph was something along the lines of "I told you I was sick." Right. Either these curtains go, or I told you I was sick. Yeah. <laughs> that was Oscar Wilde. Yeah. What was it? One of the the Bronte brother died standing up because they got into an argument on like the last day that he was alive as to whether or not it was possible to die standing up. So he did it just so he could win the argument. Nice. <clears throat> I like uh, Pancho Villa's last words. 
uh, tell them I said something. Yeah, don't let it end like this. Tell them I said something. And how big of a dick do you have to be to then go and report, this is what he said. He told me to make up something cool, but I was like, fuck that, I'm busy. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know, I would, I would have a hard time. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He said, my only regret is that I never got to cornhole Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, good old Pancho Villa. I don't know anything about history, Mr. Skullhead. I'll tell you what I, I know about Pancho Villa. Pancho Villa was one of the Marx brothers, right? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, a couple people on Twitter asked if there were any plans for the asymmetric San Francisco crew to visit the North Bay, Sonoma, or Marin counties. Uh, I don't know. Last time I was here, I went on a hike in Marin, uh, and that was pretty cool. But I don't know. I think it's... it's uh, I don't like wine, and so... I mean, it's not that I don't like wine. It's that I'm not really into wine. And so the whole, like, wine experience of what I think... What I think of is everything between here and Portland is just wine. <laughs> um, and I guess weed. They grow a lot of weed up there. I wonder if they've ever done any wine that has undertones of hemp. I don't know. Yeah, what happens if you... Uh, I don't even know what... Can you add... Are there, like, adjuncts in winemaking? Can you, like, throw something into it at a certain point to flavor it like something? Boy, I don't know. Surely you can. I mean, I guess you could just pour some Kool-Aid into it to make, like, Arbor Mist. Or, uh, you could pour some, uh, you know, some, some strawberry soda into it to make Boone's Farm. Right. We, uh, the missus made us buy a bottle of something that was, like, red wine mixed with chocolate. And it just ended up tasting like chocolate milk with a very faint wine aftertaste. That's yeah. disgusting. She was liked it. it. Like, was it opaque? It, it was brown. That yuck. It was brown and it tasted, uh, yeah. It, it just, to me it tasted like someone had poured chocolate milk. Or like someone had poured a tiny bit of wine into a whole lot of chocolate milk. But, I don't know, maybe it, it bonds with estrogen molecules and creates deliciousness, because she thought it was great. Huh. Yeah, chocolate does something to women, but it doesn't do to men. Makes their clothes fall off. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you see in Columbus that billboard? <laughs> that was a, It was a picture of a, like, luscious set of female lips with a, with a big diamond in in between them yeah and, I was like, and it said that'll shut her buy up. her a diamond that'll shut her up yeah that <laughs> <laughs> was pretty amazing yeah I mean that seems like an ad you'd see on the onion you know or on one of those lists of hey look at the crazy shit they got up to back in the day right like back in the 60s I think the, or you know the 50s yeah the full version of that ad the girl has a black eye, and she's actually bent over a guy's knee, and he's spanking her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they, uh, they, they went classy. Yeah. They went for the class. Uh, <clears throat> so you had a, you had a chocolate wine, uh, evening. Um, chocolate what, what else, wine. what else have you gotten up to lately? Uh, we went to see Tron again. And it was equally as good. 
Really? Second time around. As, as difficult as it is for you to get out and see a movie, you actually elected to see the same movie twice instead of going to see something else. That was because Jess's parents were here and her dad hadn't seen it. Oh, okay. So we're like, yeah, well, we'll go. I'll go see that again. It was fun. I, uh... Yeah, I completely accept that it's just a completely separate system from the first movie, and it would have been interesting to have it not be that, like, closed system simulation that it is in the second movie, and rather, mm-hmm. like, the internet only you're inside of it. But, you know, for the for taking the story that direction, it holds up. Right. I mean, they could have gone to 4chan, and then everyone in the audience could have gotten arrested for looking at child porn. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> the end of the movie is just Kevin Flynn harassing an 11-year-old girl to strip until her father throws a fit and tries to call strip. the cops. Yeah, strip until she commits suicide. Exactly. That's what they do, right? They force sure. girls to take their clothes off so that they can tell them that their tits are terrible and that they should kill themselves. Exactly. Like on chat roulette. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, then we watched, uh, I watched Inception for the third time. In and, the theater? Uh, or is it out on DVD? No, it's on DVD. And maintain that all of the criticism of Inception is coming from people who haven't watched it at least twice. Huh. Did I have to imagine, in my imagination, me watching Inception for the second time, I would just be so angry for the first half hour of the movie at the, the like, the clumsy exposition would bother me even more. Huh. Like, the number of times where... Leonardo DiCaprio is uttering a sentence that is it is basically directed at the audience it is not a thing that you would ever say to someone that was actually in that situation with you well except you're saying it to somebody who doesn't know what they're doing I don't know most of the exposition is him talking to Ellen Page right and what is her name Ariadne yeah that was a bad choice like, it's a cool name, but it doesn't sound cool. And, like, I bet that 95% of the people who have seen the movie do not know what that character's name is. Right. Like, they just wouldn't be able to write it down for you. Um, it was instructive, though, to have, like... You know, if there are things that bother you about the movie, like, Adam didn't buy any of the emotional drama, so he wasn't invested in it, Sure. But, like, I watched it the first time and then read a whole bunch of critique of it and watched that dumbass college humor video make fun of it and then watched it the second time just like, nope, all of those things that they say are things that don't make sense and aren't explained are things that were totally explained and they weren't paying attention. Yeah, I don't... I mean, so I, I think it's a little... The thing about, you know, if... If gravity works this way between layers, why doesn't it continue? Like, that bothers me a little bit, but, like, whatever. Like, not enough that, like, it was a cool enough mechanism that I'm glad they included it, even if it introduced a logical inconsistency according to a certain interpretation of the way that it works, right? The thing is, I don't, I really liked the movie. I just felt, I was really nervous about it. It was like, I had, like, the opposite experience that I had with Transformers. Like, the first, like, 20 minutes of Transformers, I was like, you know what? This isn't going to suck. And then the rest of the movie, you know, cemented my wrongness. But in this one, it was like, 
Jesus, I hope they get over this. Like, I, I kind of think that Leonardo DiCaprio is not a good actor. I think you're probably right about that. And and so like, I, I mean, it could be the it could be the scripts, right? I just I watched part of fucking Titanic again. Why'd you do that? I I don't know. <laughs> it was it was on. I I must have been in like a hotel room or something. I was just like flipping through channels as I was going to sleep. I can't imagine why I would have. But it was so bad that I couldn't stop watching. You know you know what it was? It was like almost to the point where the boat was going to start sinking, and I had never seen that part. Oh, <laughs> that is the part I, to I, watch. I gave up on Titanic like a third of the way through because the script was so terrible, and so I didn't get to see any of the cool parts. I guess I got to see naked Kate Winslet. There are less painful ways to do that, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the internet. Oh, sure, okay. Or watching, like, Holy Smoke was a pretty good movie and had some pretty naked Kate Winslet. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I thought that the uh, the string quartet was pretty good. Right. If you've, so, folks, if you've never seen Titanic, we can save you some trouble and say just go to the chapter setting on the DVD and just start it when the ship starts sinking and stop it once Kate Winslet's on the raft and then you're done. You've seen everything that that movie has to offer you. Is on the raft like a like a new slang term for, for menstruating? Yeah, on the crimson raft. Okay. Um, I, I'm trying to think of any exceptions to my Leonardo DiCaprio role. Like, so, I think he blew everybody away in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Which I still refuse to see. Uh, wow, why is that? I hate movies where normal actors act retarded. Huh. That's... Uh-huh. You're, you're missing out. Like, I, I feel like you not watching What's Eating Gilbert Grape for that reason is the same as Boozer Bear not watching Lost in Translation because he hates Bill Murray. You know? It's like, it's okay for you to not like that, but you're you're missing a good movie because of that restriction. It's awfully hard for... Even in shots that I've seen from that movie, it's... I'm just always aware, anytime that it's that conceit of, like, that is just, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio or Tom Hanks or Juliette Lewis jumping around acting like a retard. And that's... I I hesitate to say offensive, because that's a word that doesn't really have any currency anymore. But dumb. Like... I don't huh. like it. Well, so, then, do you think th- that there should be movies with characters that would not themselves be capable of being a professional actor? <laughs> because that I think that you've, you've set up a set of restrictions that... Well, like, I probably wouldn't enjoy a movie where, not played for comedy, but played seriously a white guy was cast as, like, a black, say, inner-city youth and put on all of these ridiculous mannerisms to be like somebody that they could have just cast, you know, an inner-city youth. You know, like, how they should have just fucking found somebody who looks like Jeff Bridges to be in Tron Legacy instead of putting a ridiculous sure. computer head on him? Yeah, I mean, I don't know that it's, you know, I feel like it was probably worth spending a million dollars trying to find somebody who looked exactly like Jeff Bridges and could act. And it strikes me as, it strikes me as like, 
unlikely that they didn't at least give that a shot. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, like, do you think that, like, what do you do in a movie? Because it's based on a book, and the book has a retarded, you know, he's, he's just like a retarded kid, right? Yeah. So do you just not ever make a movie of that book because a retarded kid would not be capable of filming any of the scenes? I mean, you, you would just have to have it, like, I mean, you just have to do a thousand takes of every scene hoping you'd get lucky. I mean, there are plenty of, at least, you know, TV shows and probably movies in which there's a character with Down Syndrome who's just played by a dude with Down Syndrome who's just high-functioning enough to play the part, right? Well, so what's the difference between a person who is a high-functioning enough retard to be an actor and a non-retarded actor? A couple of degrees of retarded. So one thing, one reason that it doesn't bother me at all is because I had never seen Leonardo DiCaprio in anything before I saw What's Eating Gilbert Grape. So you, like you, I, you know, you just assumed he was retarded. I, no, like the I, first it, time I saw the Tom Green show, it never, <laughs> it never occurred to me to be bothered by that. I guess yeah. because it's like, you know, I mean, I hadn't read the book when I saw the movie, but like that was oh, a, you know, that was a peeve that I developed before that movie entered my radar mm. not before the movie came out of course but I think around about when everybody was going nuts about I Am Sam and I just watched the trailer of Sean Penn just putting on the ridiculous yeah it's like I don't want to see that because I also know that he's just gunning for an Academy Award acting like a retard which is what, why I thought that the top you're, you're cutting that I think, I think we might just have a bad Skype connection here do you want to try and bounce it? Uh, I think it's I think it's probably okay. It seems to be intermittent enough that it's not uh, not worth messing with. I think you're back now. Um, you know what? Read the book at least because I think you'd like it. I will do my best. You might not. You know, it might be it might be something that is that is sort of a thing that speaks to me in particular because of a rural upbringing. You know, DiCaprio was good in uh, The Aviator. I have not seen that yet. And that was one Wait, of my... you're not upset that they didn't that he's not actually crazy? <laughs> no. I, I'm I'm kind of glad they didn't hire an actual schizophrenic to play cuz they would have had to hire two guys cuz he wasn't always crazy, you know. It's and, not yeah, I it's I I find it it's uh man, I just I wish I wish that you didn't I wish you didn't feel like you couldn't watch that movie. Because it's not its not like he's just acting retarded, you know? I mean, I don't know. It's, it's kind it's of the very... same thing as, like, I don't like World War II movies. Yeah. So I've never seen Saving Private Ryan or Schindler's List. I, I actually did see Inglorious Bastards, because my love of, or, you know, my fond memories of my love of Quentin Tarantino got me into that. Right. But, yeah... It's kind of the same thing. If they made a World War II drama where it was about a retarded captain leading a regiment of kids with Down syndrome, I would never see that shit. Yep. And hopefully uh, the boy. captain would be played by Bill Murray so that uh, the Boozer rest of you guys could go and me and Boozer Bear can just hang out. Yep. Uh, Paul BD wrote into the Twitter, uh, are you ever going to make the radio show RSS site more podcaster friendly? Yeah, we need to actually go forward with taking over the podcast. We've got enough shows with uh, 
the music stripped out in the archive now, but the archive can go back a ways when we do it, and that's uh, figuring out the formatting for the RSS feed is now on Hot Stuff's list of things to do. Weigard suggests that if we ever made a pulverized booze, we should call it Wadka. <laughs> and that's funny because we're also making fun of uh, uh, r Russians. It could be served in a wessel made of glass. Nost. Lorian <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Green wrote, I now have an ongoing compulsion to drink Moxie. I blame you. You don't blame Pendulette. As well, you might. There is a uh, some hair salon in town called Moxie. There's also a yeah. bar called Sneaky Pete's, which I should yeah. probably at least take a picture in front of the sign. There were a lot of... Uh, we found that, that there was the weird... We found a bar called Sneaky Pete's, a Skullheads Records, and a New Orleans Hot Stuff. Yeah. Uh, all, like, within a block or two of each other while we were in the French Quarter. A series of pictures from that trip. Uh, I think I saw Sneaky Pete's just recently. It's like a... It's like a common thing. It's, it, it, it really flows, you know? Yeah. Um... I think we got a uh, we got a radio show forum thread that we can look at. All right. You uh. I have all of my windows open or all of my tabs open. I'm just gonna let you lead though. Yeah. Okay. Valkar says, "All hail the great Oprah." Okay. Have you ever watched uh, Oprah? In the like, at some point I must have like when I was getting my car fixed. Okay. Or something, right? Like, involuntarily been party to some of that, and, but otherwise, no. You know who I like is that Dr. Phil. Yeah. Fuck that was the guy. opposite of what I meant to say. Actually, I did. The, the one time I saw Oprah, it was Dr. Phil was on telling some guy that he was too fat and that he needed to make changes to his life or he was going to die a fat, lonely slob. I was like, really, dude? The next guy, are you going to say he has a mustache, and so he's going to die with a mustache? And then are they going to bring up a bald guy so you can tell him how bald he is? You fat fuck. You fat hypocritical fuck. Well, and, and the majority of that angst comes from the fact that my parents will regularly go, oh, yeah, I heard on Dr. Phil that blah, blah, blah. It's like, fuck that guy. <laughs> And they're like, Jesus, son. Jesus Christ, watch your fucking mouth. Uh, <laughs> was the guy not... Was the guy not, to be fair, significantly fatter than Dr. Phil, at least? <laughs> Only slightly. I mean, this wasn't like a 500-pound guy who needs a forklift to get around. It was more just like, you know, they're like a Kevin James-looking dude. Huh. Which Dr. Okay. Phil totally is that guy. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about Oprah, but boy do I know how I feel about Dr. Phil. I know that Oprah's weight yo-yos back and forth. I know that from uh, observational comedians. Right. And you can get that also from just looking at the headlines of the magazines in the checkout line. Right. Or, or just looking at the... I know one particular thing that makes me extremely angry, which is that... Oprah publishes a magazine, and she is herself on the cover of every issue of the magazine. Right. Which I... Well, to be fair, it's her magazine. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, which is why, you know, I always uh, I always look forward to the to, to each month's Playboy that has a, a nice new photograph of, of Hafner on the cover. Or, you know, Rolling Rolling Stone that has uh, Dr. Hook. <laughs> on the cover. Every every one. Shell Silverstein. Uh, Highbolt says, any chance of getting C.D. Moyer to wave his magic wand and allow you to put a date of birth in so the game will change it automatically? You know, I am reluctant to do that uh, because... As it stands now, we can be fairly agnostic about knowing how old people are. Hmm. Right? Every every time it comes up, we need to do something to become compliant with this new protecting the children on the internet thing. I say, no, no we don't, because this thing will get overturned as unconstitutional pretty quick, because they always, always, always do. Um, and I, you know, it's one of those things where, like, I sort of refuse to engage in this, the farce of, like, a checkbox that says that you're 13 years old, right? Because you saying that you are at least 13 years old doesn't mean anything at all. Right. And, and so I don't really want to live in a world where me saying... You told us you were 13, so that's why it was okay for us to have a dick joke. Um, uh, yeah. My worry about making that profile functionality like a real thing like that is that right now, I think we have, just in case anything ever does come up, just in case, like, the common sense media people decide to go on a crusade against us, where, you know, we don't really have the muscle to mount a court defense. Right? So, us saying, look, we put in this place where we can, where people can specify their ages. Most people are either 999 years old or one years old because this isn't a real thing. Right. Um, are you in a bathroom stall by any chance? No, I'm not. Uh, uh, hot Stuff had to come back into this apartment because I left my power cord for my laptop where I was ah. so I need to uh, plug in so I can continue to use it. He was he was planning I had the necktie on the door like don't come in here because I'm masturbating on the radio with Mr. Skullhead um, and he's tied it into some crazy lasso uh, but anyway <clears throat> I can uh, I can wait until the little break in order to plug it in I think I could probably have been okay without the power because this laptop is super lightweight low power consumption I heard that they cut, uh, cut the power consumption of the one laptop per child uh, in half. Wow. Is the new program, though, one laptop per two children? Yeah. Yeah. They had to eat those costs somehow. Hmm. I still don't think they've gotten it down to the $100 point. I think it's $190 or something. Hmm. Which is still pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I like the idea of that project. I don't know that I believe that it's ever actually going to accomplish anything. I don't know if it's the greatest idea. I wonder if, like, $190 worth of clean water per child wouldn't do more for the health of the world than $189 worth of a laptop. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's, there's nothing wrong with providing something like that, but... Yeah. I kind of filed them under PETA, or, you know, next to PETA, as, like... 
you might have a point about some of this stuff, but there's other things that are more serious that we could be working on. Yeah, I mean, you should always dedicate all of your effort to the most serious thing. Yeah, that's why nobody should be worried about curing, I don't know, polio when there's cancer around. Yeah. It's it was just one of those things. Like, I saw, like, I saw all these criticisms leveled against improv everywhere. Like, it was unconscionable for a guy to convince, like, a hundred people to gather to do some dumb joke where everybody dresses up like zombie Santa Claus on a subway car or whatever when he could be using that power to, to gather people in the service of, like, some cause. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, I certainly don't agree with that. Like, yeah, it's, it's weird. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so, I, you know, I don't know. I don't think that one laptop per child is a bad thing, but Anyway, that was just because we were talking about power consumption because you asked me if I was in the bathroom. Blue Scream asks, uh, what was up with the last show's abrupt cutoff? You know, I don't know. We did the rest of the show, and then I played a song, and for whatever reason, in both the archive and the broadcast, the last, say, 30 or 40 seconds of the show was just gone. Hmm. I don't know what the hell happened with that at all. You know, I don't know if it was like, suddenly the output catching up when I hit the button to play a song or what it was but yeah uh, Betrayer says any thoughts on putting the covert crimbo names on Quamper Leaks man I've suddenly I wanted to talk to you about that and we might as well talk about it on the radio sure there seem to be as many people against the idea of revealing the names of your Covert Crimbo buddy than in favor of revealing the names of your Covert Crimbo buddy. And I'm having I'm having a hard time, like, because I can totally see both sides of it, and I'm having a hard time I was, you know, my plan was just to talk to you about it and let you decide what we were going to do. That's a terrible idea. Because, you know, like, what Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I, we, we haven't really announced what we're going to do yet, but, like, I feel like there is a certain amount of like if you got if you had a shitty buddy like is there does anyone gain anything from finding out the identity of their shitty useless covert crimbo buddy huh. you know because right now you can just tell someone you know you can opt into your target knowing who you are by just telling them yeah who you who you were the whole time, right? And it's like, the, you know, a lot of people saying, like, well, I'm okay with you being able to find out as long as the opt-in goes both ways, and that that is just, like, a weird logistical nightmare. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I mean, I just, I really don't know what to do. I'm tempted to just do nothing, because that's the easiest thing, and we know that we're not hurting anyone by not revealing, right? Yeah, I was gonna say, it's it's... Like you said, there is a way for people to let their crimbo buddies know if they want to, without us doing anything. So forcing everyone to, even if we did the whole like sealed envelope thing, and people got to choose whether they wanted to see it or not, I, that's probably not as good a solution as I think it is. 
yeah, I mean, it seemed, you know, it seemed to me like a good idea, and it seemed to you like a good idea, and it seemed to a handful of people who asked us, are you going to reveal these at the end? Like, yeah, okay, yeah. Why not? And, and I think it's also possible that people saying, are you going to reveal these at the end, were not asking because that's something that they want. Right. Right, but because that's something that they were afraid of. So, yeah, I mean, maybe we just... Maybe we just don't do anything, and we just say, "Look, if you you know if you want it revealed, you can." Like, maybe maybe what we do is Crimbo, whatever, Mister Mination sends people a thank you note, which is a thing that you can use to send a message to your covert Crimbo buddy. Huh. And then you can say, "Hey, let me know who you are, so I can kick you in the dick." Right. And then they can decide whether to reveal it or not. Just allow a one-time, one-way communication that goes the other way. Or is that already too much attention being paid to this? Yeah, that's another question. You know, that was what my what I said in dev was like. This is one of these things where we're going to spend so much time talking about. Actually, it might not have been this. It might have been something else. We're going to spend so much more time talking about what we should do than if the problem is worth. And that always, I know that, that always makes you catchy. <laughs> I would say that's one of my defining features, yeah. Yeah. I, um, well, I don't say it in this case to be like, let's quit fucking around and just do something like I normally do. I'm just saying, like, I don't understand why people wouldn't want to do it, but also I don't understand why people would be a lousy crimbo buddy. Yeah, and, and, like, and I think we don't need to understand, right? Yeah. Like, we just need to do what's going to make the most people happy. And that's where I land, is like, in the past I would have said, no, let me explain to you over and over until you get it why we should do it this way. And, uh, and yeah, as an old man now, I'm just, mm -hmm. gonna, you know, older and slightly wiser, I would say, you know, it's easier if you want your buddy to know who was giving him the gifts, you just tell him. I think I've lost you for a second again. This uh, seems like a good opportunity for me to go to the bathroom, get another beer, and plug my computer in. You uh, you feel like a, a break is in order? Yep, a uh, break is in order. We'll be back in about 15. And we're back. Thank you, Jake, for taking my 25-second uh, warning. No, it's all right. I wish we could to. I was sitting here. For whatever reason, my uh, when I unplugged the headphones, the sound did not start coming out of the speakers on my laptop, so I had to be sitting here listening the whole time. Huh. I mean, not the whole time. I went and got some uh, banana beer. Uh, be it, careful it that is... it doesn't, that the bunch of ripe banana beers do not hide deadly black tarantulas. Yeah, there's tarantula <laughs> beers in there. Hmm. Uh, also, tarantulas aren't deadly. Well, yeah. <clears throat> Harry Belafonte seems to think so, though, and I'm sure that dude's seen more tarantulas than I have. That's probably true. Uh, Gold S says, uh, question, will the Little Canadia Quest be released soon, slash this year, slash ever? Maybe, 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 respectively. Uh, any more talk, says ZaruFan1, on allowing Little Canadia to allow access to a fourth accessory slot. No, I think that was just an example of something that would be super broken. <laughs> um, it could allow you to wear two pairs of pants. Oh, yeah. Because it gives you a third and fourth leg. Yeah. 
Stubach 2 asked if there's any chance we can get the ability to switch other things that can't or that change like the knife. Today I realized that to turn the sticker sword from a sword to a crossbow, I need to unequip it, click bedazzled, and re-equip it, whereas with the knife I can just change it. I think the other foldables would benefit somewhat less, but it'd be nice to reduce the number of clicks there from N to 2. Yeah, I mean, we could hard code any number of things. That's the problem with doing good work in the future, is that everybody wants you to go back in time to the present and do good work. Mm. Um, Manu Yachanichu says, any chance you will add the old Pirate's Cove Bad Moon Adventure back? Uh, I don't know. Was it important? I don't know if it was Search important me. or not. Uh, Betrayer asked if we've heard any Aquabath songs, and if so, what did you think of them? I don't know that I have. Have you? They did, uh... They had a song called Pizza Day that was pretty popular. Is it as like good the, as Gimme Pizza? In the late 90s. I don't think I've ever heard Gimme Pizza. No. <laughs> the, uh, I actually saw the Aquabats in concert back in college. Oh, yeah? I don't know. I don't think the music is the point, really. Like, the... The point is the the kind of goofy stage show where they're kind of jokey superheroes, and at one point a big a dude in a big foam rubber monster suit came out, and they killed him with the power of rock, and huh? It's, it's, so is it like a, it's like a happy guar? Yeah, yeah. So I, I think the antics are are more important than the music. Like they're fun, like they're just kind of bouncy pop punk kind of stuff. I think. I think there was an Aquabat as an enemy in Crack Rocks. So you at least know of them. I, I at least knew the word. I know the names. I'm at least in. I have a passing familiarity with the names of a large, large number of indie bands because I used to read through the uh, Insomnia Records catalog. Oh. Which was really. That was like just such an amazing discovery. Like. It's just this place that you can order obscure music from. And shirts. That's where I got, like, my first handful of They Might Be Giant shirts. <laughs> Excuse me. Mm. Pretty sweet sneeze. Mm. Light Ninja asks, if the asymmetric team had to race each other in a contest, who do you think would be able to manage the fastest hardcore ascension without all the cheating and slash give me a billion meat, of course? I think it would be, it would be a contest... Largely between C.D. Moyer and Hot Stuff. Um, C.D. Moyer has a lot of experience doing Ascensions. The rest of us, I think, are... We would want to play the game for fun, and as soon as it got not fun, we would not do it. Yeah, and the, the shortest way to make something not fun for me would be to have to pay a whole bunch of attention to how I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah, like, jerking off. I mean, you don't... I know for a fact from watching you that you don't like spending a lot of time analyzing your technique and thinking of the ways that you could improve it. Right, and uh, you know, buying accessories. Yeah. Um, the champion says, if all the familiars in the game got in a huge free-for-all brawl, who would win and why? I think the Mosquito. Yeah. Because he's cool. Do you also think the Mosquito? I think that the Mosquito's got a fighting chance. He's got the whole healing thing going on. I don't know, probably the Starfish, actually. It's a... Hot Balls of Gas. Always bet on Hot Balls of Gas. They're the Wesley Snipes of the real world. Yeah. In other news, Wesley Snipes is a fictional character. Yep. 
Isn't Wesley Snipes, like, in jail for tax evasion or something? Yeah. Maybe he and Paul Hogan can make a movie about being in jail for tax evasion. Who would finance it? The American It could be inverse financed. It's a movie that they pay you to see. Excellent. So it doesn't cost anything to make. <laughs> um... Corel says, what do you guys think about letting players limit their skills and familiars from after afterlife owls? Might give a bit of extra options to start softcore slash hardcore competitions without having to do Bad Moon. I am, I've always been reluctant to doing that in the ways in which people have asked us to do it because I, you know, and I know that you're going to come up with a million counterexamples that you can describe in a sentence why this wouldn't be the case. I cannot think of a way to do that, that the interface wouldn't be really convoluted. Um, also, I think it would be a huge amount of work, a huge amount of additional data storage on our end for the benefit of only a handful of people. Hmm. That I might be wrong about, but um, we've been tossing around some ideas that I think you're going to like, and my goal is to make some progress on those ideas. Uh, it's like on C.D. Moyer's list of projects that he's enthusiastic about. Um, and that I've decided he should prioritize um, for the next couple months. So, and I don't know. I, I, it's it's just it's a weird thing. I can't I can't really elucidate why I don't like putting it in the game the way that you guys keep describing it. Um, Haste Bro says, I still want the distribute all loot button for dungeons I've been pestering Radio Bugbear about. Eh, do a lot of things if we had some money. Um, in the spirit of making stuff easier for noobs, says Tink, can we make superhuman cocktail crafting a little more obvious? I've done quite a few ascensions and I still have to look at the wiki if I'm at work and away from Mafia. What are you talking about? Huh. Like, what... Now that discoveries are tracked... There's no excuse for having to look at the wiki to make something that you haven't made before. Or that you've made before. Yeah, no, and then and then Hastebro replies that exact thing. Yeah, I don't I don't get what it is that you're missing. I mean, is it like No, because even the ingredients, you can look at your discoveries page. See what you need. If you're Yeah, I can't think of a way that we could make that more obvious. Anyway, um, and so that's the forum thread. That is the forum thread, and we got a little ways into this. Durdrum says, "Well, the big Wisniewski's drops uh, start to include True Grit." I think I read that on the last one. But um, did you see True Grit, Mister Scully? Not yet. No. I would like to, but I think that's one that I can safely see on video. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't really much of a spectacle. I did wear my spectacles. Oh, my so otherwise I wouldn't have been able to see the screen at all. Uh, Play Havoc says, what is your day one sandwich like? Uh, I did eat a sandwich on day one uh, in, uh, in San Francisco. Wait, I think I already made this exact same joke. That was really, really quiet. It was Cuban beef. So very, so very quiet. Unbelievably quiet. 
Is your Skype maybe changing your microphone settings when it feels like things are getting too loud? I don't know. I can look at my options. Did I start yelling? Now you're coming back. I'm coming back. Now you're the set. Now you're the volume that you ought to be. Okay. Um, should I unclick let Skype adjust my audio settings? I just did. Yeah. Yeah, you should. <clears throat> okay. Isn't that one of those things that keeps turning itself back on all the time, though? I don't think so. Huh. They must have finally fixed that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we'll see if that we'll see if that uh, stops happening now. Well, you know what? I got further into these questions than I thought I did before. Talking about Hedwig and the Angry Inch. <laughs> Grimdale says, regarding your comment about the player base choosing four to one, Uncle Crimbo versus Mr. Manation is good. They supported somebody who mortgaged Crimbo to the mafia, irradiated his workers, and ran off with the loot. And you say they're the good guys? Sure. Because Uncle Crimbo is... His heart's in the right place. Yeah, it's like just just south of his stomach. North. Depending on... on which way he's facing. <laughs> right. I don't know, I suppose you could argue that uh, he's not the right guy to be in charge of Krimbo because he always messes it up in one way or another. But he never... Yeah, but he's a lovable loser. Yeah, and he never messed it up by sucking all of the heart out of it. Yeah. Or the elves off. Yes. He always makes sure to do that. The penguins, you know, were clearly not right. Yeah, I figured that, that there would be some people who are like, well, you know, let's just see where Mr. Emanation is going with this thing. But that'll, that would make it harder for us to do next year's Crimbo, which is just going to be the first Crimbo that we did over again. Right, which is just uh, an item appears in your inventory. Well, no, I was thinking of the first. Merry Crimbo, Prezies for everyone. And it'll be wrapping paper around a fruitcake. Yep. Um, man, I, I went to make a. I wanted to make a fruitcake. I wanted to learn how to make a fruitcake. And so I bought the stuff to make a fruitcake, and then uh, I looked at a recipe, and it was like, start in October. I was like, fuck. Um, but apparently the fruitcake mix had an alternate recipe, which uh, does not require you to wait three months or whatever. So I think I might try that. Hmm. Also, those uh, those containers of fruitcake mix are not very good. I thought, well, there's just a bunch of candied fruit. But no, it's a bunch of, like, candied orange peels and stuff. It's super <laughs> disgusting and bitter. Because um, I was gonna, I was like, well, you know what? I bought this stuff. Let's just make some cookies with it. Like, we'll put these in instead of chocolate chips in some uh -huh. chocolate chip cookies. And we tasted it first, and it was just like sort of like eating some like I don't know, kind of gross, bitter wax. <laughs> like potpourri. Um, well, because the recipe to make a fruitcake required like this, which is like a pound of this stuff, and then two pounds of like maraschino cherries. So, you know, I like a pound of red ones and a pound of green ones. And then, like, some raisins. I forgot that there were raisins in it, too. Fruitcake is really good, and I don't understand why everybody's so grossed out by it. Uh, uh, yeah. Quasi-Stoic says, don't miss the cocktails at the Alembic while you're in town. We saw that place 
on the way home from some other bar that we were at. Boy, oh boy, do places get crowded here on the weekends. I had forgotten about that. Got to start just drinking at home on the weekends. You could, you should go to Olympic and have a Lambic. I should have a Lambic at the Olympic. What is an Olympic? It's like some kind of uh, some kind of uh, ancient lab device, right? It's the same as a crucifer. I don't know. Oh, What's it's a crucifer. That, that thing. Is it like a like a like a spear with a little sticky down part? Uh, yeah. Like you see in a wizard's uh, a wizard's chemistry lab. Looks like or a wizard's chemistry set. Looks looks like it's something that turns a liquid into a gas and then lets the gas kind of cool off and drip into another little holding container. Oh, so it's just a, it's a still. Well, so this says it, it's a retort. <laughs> Is there any difference between an alembic and a retort? Yeah, if Samuel L. Jackson had said, Oh, you were finished? Then allow me to alembic. That wouldn't have been yeah. as cool. Um, there's also a uh, see also pot still, which is when you get so stoned that you can't move. Exactly. <clears throat> um, let's see. And there are not a lot of radio bugbear questions. We've been, I think we've been ignoring the radio bugbear questions, and so people have uh, decided to stop sending in radio bugbear questions. Or maybe people just don't like us anymore. It could be that we've set up kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy by not referencing them for months at a time. I wouldn't say it's months at a time. Uh, let's see. Uh, Cloud Strife says, I kind of hurt my Ascension buying four detuned radios. Seems like you should only have one since it's a quest item and you cannot buy more after that. That is a thing that's just available at an NPC store, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that what I can do is... Detuned radio, 2682. There, somewhere in here, there is some code that limits the quantity to one of certain things. And I am going to add the detuned radio into that list, 2682. Oops. Buildstore.php, pushstore.php. All right, that should be fixed. You should no longer be able to buy more than one detuned radio. Uh, <clears throat> we are going to run out of uh, radio bugbear questions, buddy. We are going to run hey, out buddy. of them. You can always, uh, we're watching the radio chat, too, so you can always drop a discussion point into chat. Uh, talk Tr- about it. Troubleface has pointed out that uh, she thinks Shia LaBeouf is hot. I find yeah, that kind of th- kind of troubling. Yeah, is that a thing? Do you think that he, I like? I find him to be uh, affable. Hmm. You know, more so than say like a. Uh, although I guess Keanu Reeves is pretty affable. Right. You wouldn't think of him as being like somebody that makes the girls swoon, though, would you? I don't know. It's hard for me to tell. Like, they they get such, like, there seems to be a lot of, uh, a lot of moisture associated with that Colin Farrell guy. And that I don't, 
that I don't fucking understand at all. Right. Like I like I feel like I would expect a girl who was like, Oh my god, Colin Farrell is so hot would probably like never leave her house after the woolly willy was invented. <laughs> because she could just she could just use that pen to put hair all over a dude and make you know, just the spitting image of Colin Farrell. Right. I don't know. That guy's like, real hairy is what I'm saying. Like the, the celebrities Maybe the that, ladies like the hairy fellas. They do, I do. The like the male celebrities that my wife talks about as being hot tend to make me feel pretty good. You know, like she likes Vin Diesel only he's a little too muscular for her. Yeah, okay. You know, she likes Bruce Willis. She likes Patrick Stewart. She likes bald guys, pretty much. And you know, that that makes me feel pretty good. So she likes well, she likes bald guys and she likes big black dudes, and I'm at least one and a half of those. Right, like like Ving Rames. Yeah. yeah. Does your wife think that Ving Rames is sexy? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. But uh, so at least I know that I'm somewhere on her spectrum. I, I would be a How many Rames do you suppose Ving Rames could rame if Ving Rames could Ving Rames? Rame Vings? Oh, ring fuck. Ring Vames? Rame Ring Rain veins. Rain veins? <clears throat> I would be a little concerned if my lady friend was into uh, Shia LaBeouf. I think I would have to take a long, hard look in the mirror. Huh, and what? see what I could do to make myself look more like Shia LaBeouf? No, and say, what, what does she see in me knowing that her type is Shia LaBeouf? Huh. I, uh, you should start, I wonder... You, you could start stuttering a little bit, stammering, and, and ending every sentence with the name of the person you're talking to? See, I, I did that for a long time after we watched Titanic. Ah. You know, I was like, Rose, Rose, come over here, Rose. Rose, what are you doing, Rose? Rose, the water's rising, Rose. Right. Rose, the water rose, Rose. Look at all these rows of corn rising, Rose. I was um, thinking no, no, about no. Rose. Look at all these rows of corn rising, Rose. Rose yeah. So somebody gave him the set direction that uh, he should pretend that he's in the military. Yes. Every sentence out of your mouth should start with Rose, end with Rose. I was thinking of more of uh, Mr. LaBeouf in Constantine. It's like John, John, you should have told me to move the car, John. John. I like. I, uh, I liked John. Shia LaBeouf in Constantine. Oh, so did I. But there's definitely that. You know who I mix up uh, with Shia LaBeouf sometimes? Uh, Shia LaBeef uh, is um, not Balthazar Getty, although it's a similar uh, Paul Giancomo. Not Paul Giamatti. No, not Paul Giamatti. Who am I thinking of? There's. There's the actor who was Scarlett Johansson's husband in Lost in Translation. Oh, that dude was... Federico Bencinfini. <laughs> um, I don't think it's actually Federico. Giuseppe? Giovanni Ribisi. Giovanni Ribisi. Yeah, that's yeah. just... Talking about... Man, uh, there are enough dudes named Giuseppe. That brings us right back around to... Actors who aren't retarded playing retarded characters, though. Does Giovanni Ribisi play a retarded version of Shia LaBeouf in something? Yeah, and uh, the other sister. And then uh, Juliette Lewis is the retarded girl he falls in love with. 
See, Juliette Lewis is also in What's Eating Gilbert Grape, but she's not retarded. You know, she's just eccentric. Some would argue that both Giovanni Ribisi and Juliette Lewis are mildly retarded, so maybe they get a pass. Juliette Lewis uh, is attractive. Sort of. Although you, I can see why you might not think that she's attractive. I mean, I can see why one would not find her attractive. The fact that her forehead starts somewhere on the top middle of her head is kind of weird. Isn't that where everyone's forehead starts? Mine's... Well, mine does now, but <laughs> it started far more closer to, you know, a couple of inches up from my eyebrows. I see. Um, uh, Julia Lewis was good in, uh, in um, Natural Born Killers. That seems like a girl you'd want to date. You could help her drown her father in a fish tank. It's true. Remember when... Uh, Rodney Dangerfield was still alive. Those were the days. Yeah. <clears throat> Bulletproof says, why can't you remove bartender slash chef in a box from your kitchen? Well, uh, because they are like an item that has charges, kind of, and so they need to be put into some non-item state. Because otherwise you could remove it and put it back, and it would be reset to a brand new bartender. And then you'd be getting something for nothing. The younger one says, why is the fancy chocolate car a potion? It doesn't give an effect. Yeah, that is a holdover from the fact that the other fancy chocolates are potions. Um, which they could probably just not be. I don't know, man. Every time I try to be like, oh, you know, we've got this big category of items that we could just make a thing, and so we could have them handled like by some consistent code. It's like, oh, right, there's 50 things that are kind of like this, but not really because everything we do is slightly different than everything else we've ever done. Because we're creative. We're constantly reinventing what we're doing. Yeah. It's just kind of how we roll. And on a similar note, why is the legendary beat not a potion? Yeah, I don't know. It probably could be a potion that just didn't get consumed. Um, he says, so I just scared a spaghetti cultist away with my elemental, and then my adorable seal larva went on to fang him, then chew on his corpse. Is this a bug, or are seal larvae more terrifying than they appear? Come to think of it, when did they get that strong? I didn't exactly hit the guy beforehand. Was this technician just really, really weak? Uh, dude, I don't know. I don't know how the scaring the cultists away works. It might work like a free runaway. There's a lot of things that are narratively inconsistent in this game, because we write a lot of messages about things, not actually considering what it would be like if the things that we wrote came true. You know, there are things that reference corpses probably even when you uh, did not actually kill anything. You never actually kill anything. Yeah, we talk about slain foes a lot, but, you know, it, the narrator is an unreliable narrator. It's just a guy named Slain Foes. Foes. Slain Foes. Exactly. Uh, type Login says, I should be able to use my Loathing Legion flamethrower to burn down the hobo tent. Now, did we make a did we make a joke about a flamethrower? Did we make a joke about how you didn't have a flamethrower before? Because that's the kind of thing we would do, and then when we implement a flamethrower... You know, like our super funny joke about uh, how there's no coffee. <laughs> right. That whole uh, running gag that everybody was aware of. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh... 
Seth101 says, this question has probably been answered already, but is there going to be a slime foldable? No, and there's never going to be a cute foldable, and there's never going to be a shadow foldable, and there's never going to be a bad spelling foldable, because those aren't real elements. Sadly. Um, well, I don't know. Maybe we'll do a cute foldable. It would have been fun. That was one of the things, like, if we hadn't already thrown a whole lot of time and effort into that content that I could have seen flagging monsters as cute or not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could make monsters cute. <clears throat> it just wouldn't fit into the nice, uh, super intuitive element hierarchy that we've got. Right. Um, let's see. Sparta says, I like girls. I hope you do, too. I only like Shia LaBeouf. I like uh, I like girls, which means I like Shia LaBeouf. What would be a good sign for me in terms of a girl thinking that some actor was hot? Huh. I don't know what That's actor you resemble besides Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> if so, if she saw a picture of, like, Sean Lennon and said, Oh my God, I have to masturbate immediately. Uh, you could yeah. say, I have some good news for you. I look exactly like that guy. Yeah, it's good good news, honey. Uh, John John Romero. Ray Romano. Uh, nightmare. <laughs> She's like, oh god, I just nothing gets me hotter than Ray Romano's voice. We were, just, we were just talking about that yesterday. We're gonna have a whole lot of phone sex. <laughs> um. Grimdale says. Recently, tattoos seem to be more abundant than usual. Uh, best game ever, item of the month, Sneaky Pete's Day. Does this signal a shift in what tattoos are or what they represent? Cheers. I don't know that tattoos represent anything. They're just a thing you can unlock. I think that I initially conceived of them as kind of like trophies. Like they were just weird things that you would unlock by, you know, say like drinking a bunch of martinis. Which right. is how you get one, Right. And then outfits became such a prevalent source of them, and I hate drawing them so much. Which, you know, I'll agree that that doesn't make any fucking sense. I think it's just, it's, it's outside of my comfort zone. You know, I'm used to drawing big square things and little square things, and when I have to draw a medium-sized square thing, I'm like, fuck this. That's what I say. Yeah. <clears throat> like, I get really angsty about drawing, tr like... Tattoos, I have to draw them all like a bunch of different... They're the only things that I ever have to just redraw a bunch of times to get right. And I don't know if it's like just because my feelings of satisfaction are... get shanghaied somehow. I, I think that uh, speaking tangentially of tattoos, that you should do the tattoo drawing that I want you to do for me, and then both of us should go get tattoos in Florida. I don't know, man. I'll draw you one. <laughs> <laughs> you draw me one. I forget. I, I've asked you this several times. What did you want? What did you want me to draw for you? I'll send you the uh, the thing that one of the players drew for me okay. as a, like a jumping off point. Okay. I don't think I want any tattoos, Mister Skullhead. Are you Jewish? Well, no. Do you feel like you've already it's passed not, the... It's not that a tattoo is too expensive, if that's what you're getting at. <laughs> Do you feel like you've already passed the point in your life where you should be getting tattoos? 
Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to wear my chucks, so that, that right. shouldn't be a... I got a new pair of chucks for Christmas, because I'm not too old for chucks. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I mean, I was going to get... I, my, my plan was... To, well, honestly, this is what I'm worried about. My plan is to get... My plan was to get the sword and martini guy tattooed on my forearm, right? If I was confident that it, that like if if I could use like a laser printer to print it on my arm, I would do it. If I was confident that it was going to look exactly like the source art, right? No personality offered to it by the tattoo artist at all. That's pretty much what happened with mine. Was it? Yeah, they take your design and they copy it onto the like transfer paper. Uh-huh. And transfer it onto your skin and trace it. Okay. So I mean but if it's you not ask tracing it, it's like I want the same line thicknesses. Sure, yeah. Well I mean like tracing it exactly. Yeah. Like at least when it was done, it looked exactly like where it's original. I mean I <laughs> guess getting rid of it is just expensive, right? Like it's not like it's impossible. Yeah, it's slightly painful. But, I mean getting it is pretty painful too, isn't it? I wouldn't say pretty painful. If it were pretty painful, I wouldn't have done it. I see. Damn it. I don't know, man. The other thing about doing it in some city that we're, we don't live in is that we don't know who to trust. Mm. Right, like, do we go to Used AIDS Needle Tattoo Emporium? That was my plan. Right, do we go to uh, the Hepatitis Parkinson's Disease Foundation uh, Tattoo Parlor. Wait, what? <laughs> For people who... All the, the tattoo artists have hepatitis and Parkinson's disease. <laughs> I they was thinking that... Each, they practice on each other all day. <laughs> I thought that um, you were saying that Parkinson's disease is a disease people get by sharing needles. And I no. was... I, I didn't even know how to begin to correct that. <laughs> no, no, it's it's things you don't want your tattoo artist to have. Ah. A boner. <laughs> ah, that's negotiable. <clears throat> I guess. If it if she's hot. <clears throat> or I guess if your goal is to have a super sexy picture of a lady tattooed on you, you maybe want the tattoo artist to draw something that will at least give him a little bit of a chubby. Right. <clears throat> Uh, I don't know. I feel like you've just—I feel like you've just thrown down a gauntlet that I'm not sure I can. Uh... <laughs> think think about it, and the next time we're both in Mesa, maybe we'll do it because I know that Aaron has got some contacts there. Yeah, I don't know about these tattoos, man. I don't know. I just don't know. You never regret getting yours? No, not at all. You never, you don't have to look at it, though. Where are you going to get yours? And also on your back, like a girl? Uh, yeah, the tramp stamp. Yeah, you get a tramp stamp. Get it on the side of your ankle, maybe? I was actually thinking of getting it on the, the like, Popeye tattoo spot. Yeah. In her forearm. Where do you want to put your dick? <clears throat> I thought about uh, getting uh, the words dick and head tattooed across my fists. Mm. You know, my knuckles. Because one of cool. them is for masturbating and one of them is for feeding yourself? Yeah, yes. Um, 
or uh, Tron on one, and Pork on the other. Simar says, Hi, Jake, and thanks for the post in my old waxed rage quit thread. I have since rage unquit. My question is, what would you guys think of a I didn't get the not pants trophy trophy? That's <laughs> funny, actually. <laughs> a mutually exclusive trophy. We talked a lot about mutually exclusive trophies. Uh, people are asking if we've watched The Cape, which I guess is a new superhero <clears throat> or just hero show. On NBC. I've never. Uh... I've never heard of it. People, like, what I keep well, hearing is it didn't suck as bad as Heroes ended up sucking. Which is another one Heroes of those... It's another one of those things that, like, everybody on the internet disagrees with me. But I think people's standards were set at a bizarre place to evaluate it. Hmm. It's like, God, this this TV show about superheroes where everyone has awesome superpowers and there's this, you know, whole bunch of cool shit going on is not up to my standards. It's like, what were your standards exactly? It was better than pretty much every other superhero show on TV. Is that not enough? But no. It's, a, it's the same, like, I may just start calling it the Tron effect. Perhaps the Inception effect. <laughs> just like, something that's pretty good, you know? maybe a little flawed, becomes like, Jesus Christ, why do they keep shoveling this crap at us? Yeah. Like, uh, I'll, I'll call it the, uh, Avatar The Last Airbender effect. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, let's see. The younger one says, shouldn't complete delusion, uh, the effect, give a minus to Moxie, not a plus? It does say the wearer is really a huge dork. Yeah, but the wearer yeah, doesn't was... know that. Oh, oh, I see. So it's it's how it makes you feel. I can never remember if it was supposed to be a negative effect or not. Because that was a long time ago. How about a trophy for losing one billion meat throughout all ascensions? You could call it, it's rigged. That would basically be a trophy that we gave to people for winning a coin flip. Or for losing a coin flip, right? Which you're winning the trophy coin flip. Yeah, I think that's a terrible, terrible idea. Uh, Hoshino Kabi says, I'm just beginning to get into Metroidvania-style games. Assuming I should start with Metroid and Castlevania, which games would you recommend I play first? I would not recommend, I don't think, actually playing all the way through the original Metroid. Um, I would play Metroid Zero Mission on the GBA if you want to play that game. But with a modernization with a layer of modernization applied to it um, I think probably the best one is still Castlevania Symphony of the Night for the PS1 um, I've never actually been able to play through Super Metroid I know that it kind of was like the stepping stone like it was an important link in the in the development of that style of game but I always there's some point that I always get stuck and it's fairly early on and I don't know what the fuck. It's like a thing where you might need to do some trick or you might need to have some item and it isn't clear which. And so I don't know if me being unable to get through this room is me not having the right power up or me being bad at the game. Is that the first first person perspective one? No. Uh, Super Metroid is the, just the SNES one. Ah. 
the the first one with a with a built-in map. Except I, I don't know maybe uh, the Game Boy one had a map. But did the Game Boy Metroid come out after Super Metroid? I always forget. Like I think that it's weird that like Link's Awakening had so many features that were in A Link to the Past. I always thought that was weird until I found out that Link's Awakening actually came out after A Link to the Past. And so it totally makes sense that they would have, like, sort of added those things to the design. Man, A Link to the Past was good. If it were a side-scroller, it would totally be a Metroidvania-style game. I, uh, in a lot of the uh, in a lot of the recent like video game podcasts that I've been listening to, I've heard a lot of people saying some pretty good things about the game Darksiders, uh, which I never really played. I never heard anything about, other than probably Yahtzee saying it was bad. Yahtzee says everything is bad, man. Yeah, I keep forgetting to listen to Zero Punctuation, which I should do every time before I buy a game. Yeah, because it saves money. <clears throat> yep. It's like, oh god, I can't wait to play this new Harry Potter game. Like, nope, it's gonna be terrible. You know, I feel like that is by and large true, but like, I also think that he probably complained a lot about Fallout 3, which I just fucking loved. So I don't know if I, uh, if I feel like I can rely on him consistently to be a barometer. Well, I only rely on him when I want to be talked out of something. Yeah, okay, that's, that's fair enough. Azu says, Shia LaBeouf played a retarded kid once in a Disney Channel movie based on some young adult fiction. Was it uh, Retard Valley High? (laughs) I love that one. Uh, Jardis says, Hey guys, are there any plans on making stainless steel slash plexi slash brimstone shirts? Maybe a quest that needs to be completed in the corresponding gear? Uh, I don't know. Uh, This is what we call tragedy. says, Things you don't want your tattoo artist to have. Hearing problems? Oh, Eagle? Damn, hope you like Beagles. The hiccups and a grudge against your girlfriend. Just saying. I guess all of those things would be terrible. What would a tattoo artist do if he had a grudge against your girlfriend? He would tattoo, say, statistics about average penis size where she could see it from your penis. Hmm. <clears throat> you know, if she's, if she's standing on your penis. <laughs> I can see my penis from here. Wait, she would be standing on your penis and say that she can see her penis from here? No, I figured you would be standing on your penis and you could say your penis was here? I do sometimes accidentally step on my penis. I'm sure. Yeah, it's rough. Dude, you, you, your penis is so small, you have to stand on a step stool to step on it. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Yeah, you don't. We, uh... We are. Officially out of questions in everything. Oh, and he was talking about, uh, with the superhuman cocktail crafting thing. Uh, huh. Muffin says, Game Boy Metroid was Metroid 2, so pretty sure it was before Super Metroid. Well, no, I was wondering if maybe it wasn't. I was wondering if it had the same thing as The Legend of Zelda. Also, it didn't have a map, so that answers that question. Also, in Super Metroid, are you stuck trying to pass the bridge of pitfall blocks described by people as noob bridge because all you have to do is hold down the run button to get across? Yeah, maybe I am. 
Um, I wonder if the problem is that I've always played it on that, uh, an emulator, and so I don't have uh, and playing it without a gamepad, so not having immediate access to all of the buttons. I don't know. Is there a run button? Run? What does that even mean? Run. Uh, in radio, they're talking about dicks of Tron. Good old dicks of Tron. A tape measure tattoo between her tits. I don't. I think that we're talking about you getting a tattoo by a guy who has a grudge against your girlfriend, not a guy. That'd be a weird way to implement a grudge against a girl, is by giving her a tattoo between her tits that made her boyfriend's dick seem smaller. He could just tattoo a, a really large dick on her stomach. This is going nowhere slow, Mr. Skullhead. Yeah, I'm just I'm letting you swing. As you said, come back to Words with Friends. I don't know, man. I would spend all my time on it. It would be awesome, because I don't have any friends to play Words with. Yeah. The office troll has been a trooper. He's finished. Every time you tell me to play words with friends with you, you say it's the same name as something that I don't know what the name is. So if you like email me or something, it's it's one of my two names. Okay. The first Uh, one. It's Mighty Bjorn. Oh, okay. (laughs) I don't mind if there's a sudden influx of people asking to play words with me because I will play words with them. I so will. The thing is that that's what I will. I would start a hundred games of it, and then I'll just fucking constantly be playing it. Exactly. That like I stopped playing it because I felt that I had a problem. Huh. And I never do that shit, man. Oh boy. <clears throat> I guess we could go to a music break early if you didn't have anything else to talk about. I'm uh, I'm running out of gas. Have we gotten a uh, check-in yet? We do have a check-in. We're waiting okay. for uh, a reboot. A reboot. Wait. Do you mind just uh, going out on some musics? I can, uh, we can We can vamp for a little longer, surely. Okay, what do you want to vamp about? I just can't be I can't be in charge of deciding what we talk about, man. I'm terrible at this. We could talk about how Sarah Palin shot that lady in the head. Yeah. And we probably shouldn't. <coughs> Let's see. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, I think I think you were right in uh, comparing it to that sort of boing boing post about like, here's some bullshit that happened because one dude was crazy. Let's everyone use it to further their own political agenda. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, they talked about her being a like, oh, it's weird. She's a pro gun Democrat. Like, oh, really? Like a lot of people in Arizona. Right that she would have the same beliefs as her constituency. It, you know, after I had posted all of that, like, let's all be reasonable here, that Sarah Palin camp made a statement which basically said we've never used any violent rhetoric and we find it appalling that you would accuse us of doing such a thing. We did nothing wrong ever and it's disgusting the way people are trying to politicize this. It's... And at, at the same time, she took down her map that had the freaking gun sites all over the nation for the people that needed to be taken out and claimed that 
it was a surveyor symbol, and it's just coincidence that she talks in gun metaphors all the time. You know, like, I don't think that she caused any violence to happen, but she could have just said, you know... We, given, we felt that the gun metaphor was in poor taste. Yeah, like, given that a bunch of, you know, given that somebody just got shot, we're sorry that we keep, that we talked in gun metaphors a whole bunch. Something. Instead of just, we didn't do anything wrong. That, that was gonna, never talking about guns, which is just patently false. She's going to be president in a couple of years, Mr. Skillhead. If the economy doesn't get better. Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do if Sarah Palin becomes president? Well, Nothing. I'd like to say I'd skip the country. I doubt yeah, that you, I would. I got a house. You know? Yeah. And Canada's too fucking cold. Uh, I don't buy that coming from you. Dude, I think Canada, there are parts of Canada that are nicer than where you live. Canada is regularly 10 to 15 degrees colder than here. All of Canada? Yeah, dude, like, all of Canada. No way. I There's that part of Canada, that, like, there are those islands in the Caribbean that Canada annexed. Oh, I forgot about those. Yeah. They call it Canadian Hawaii. That little spot in the middle of the Sahara Desert. That Canada claimed in an ill-advised land grab. Yeah, it's, they they built a little uh, a maple leaf-shaped reservoir, visible from space. And too late, they figured out that they shouldn't have filled it with maple syrup, and should maybe have yeah, it got water. it got all sticky, and there were a bunch of desert ants. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, we went to a botanical garden here and looked at some prehistoric plants. Were the botanicals a totally organic experience? Uh, yes. They, they were. Awesome. I made some sex noises in my shower. But it was an unrelated incident? Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't done anything else really noteworthy in the last week, I don't think. We've been working. been working on the new game some. working on this game some. Um, I think, uh, I think I'll get, no, I'm not even gonna, I don't want to spoilers. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Things are great. This is terrible. This is terrible and I hate this. I hate not having anything to talk about. Normally I just make up some stupid shit, but like, on Skype, the back and forth is too delayed for like really good, just completely apropos of nothing made-up shit, you know? Yeah. Because I say say something, and then it takes so long for the sound to get to you and back to me that I think that you haven't responded when you have. Instead of Skype, we should probably use tin cans on a string. Yeah. I think. Speaking of apropos of nothing, are those guys still keeping that up? They are. They're up to, I think, eight or nine episodes now. Yeah. Are they doing it, what, like every two weeks or something, then? Yeah. I haven't heard any of the more recent ones because I haven't driven for an entire day since Columbus. But uh, which you is, gotta you know, start listening to podcasts as you go to sleep. That's what the pros do. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess you're always having sex with ladies. That's true. All That's kinds how you of ladies. Go to sleep at night. Yeah, because yeah, sex just puts me right to sleep. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, well we, it has a chemical in it that's an analog to. Uh, Tryptophan. Tryptophan, yeah. That was, you're also always having sex with turkeys. <laughs> right. Jive turkeys, at least. 
These turkeys aren't going to stuff themselves. Ah, uh, yeah. I think that's a good right. one to go out on. Yeah. We got uh, Savin is up next. Thank Good you night, for everybody. thank you for being up next, somebody. <laughs>